everyone. Um, we're going to have two readings today. The first reading is from Isaiah 55, verses 1 to 3, and then 6 to 7. So Isaiah 55, beginning at verse 1. Come, everyone who is thirsty, come to the water. And you without silver, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without silver and without cost. Why do you spend silver on what is not food and your wages on what does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me and eat what is good and you will enjoy the choicest of foods. Pay attention and come to me. Listen so that you will live. I will make a permanent covenant with you on the basis of the faithful kindnesses of David. Then to verse 6. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call to him while he is near. Let the wicked one abandon his way and the sinful one his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord so he may have compassion on him. And to our God, for he will freely forgive. The second reading today is from Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 to 15. So I'll just give you a second to find that. Matthew chapter 6, verse 9. Therefore, you should pray like this. Our Father in heaven, your name be honoured as holy. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. And do not bring us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive others their offences, your heavenly Father will forgive you as well. But if you don't forgive others, your father will not forgive your offences. Uh, let's pray as uh, let me pray as we come to God's word. Heavenly Father, your word says that we are to seek you while you may be found, turn from our wickedness uh, to you, for you will abundantly pardon. We thank you for your mercy expressed in the Lord Jesus. Help us today as we look at your word to understand your great provision in, in all of its depth, or continue to grow to understand it in all of its depth, uh, that we may live out the life that has been shown to us. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, we're looking at um, kingdom priorities through this uh, month and we're looking at kingdom priorities through the lens of the Lord's Prayer and uh, we've noted a number of times that the Lord's Prayer begins with God and His sovereignty before it goes on to us and our needs. It looks at God and who He is before it turns to me and that's a very appropriate uh, way to pray because uh, God is sovereign and he is the great provider. And it's the idea of provision that we're looking at today in Matthew 6, 
verses 9 to 15. And the main, I've just basically got two points today, looking at the two areas of provision that we see in the Lord's Prayer. The first area of provision that we see in the Lord's Prayer is the basic temporal uh, and physical provision of our daily bread. And the second provision is the significant, eternal and spiritual need that we have, we all have, and that is the forgiveness of our sins. And that's the two points that I want to look at today from verses 11 and 12 and bringing in verses 14 and 15 as well. The basic temporal physical needs that we have and the most significant eternal spiritual needs that we need. And we're looking firstly at the provision of our basic temporal physical needs. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us the bread that we need, Heavenly Father, for this day. Now, I reckon the significance of this very simple line in the Lord's Prayer is lost on us who live in such affluence in this society. You might not think you live in affluence, but compared to the world, we live in a great affluence here. And it's lost on us. It's lost on us because we think, well, you know, we don't really need too much to worry about daily bread because it's sort of always there. In Jesus' day, it was more an agricultural society. And so they were dependent upon each day for the bread that they needed. Uh, their, uh, the average worker was paid very little and uh, they were paid sort of pretty much, I understand, at the end of the day, which they, after they worked, and uh, that was used for the bread for the next day. And of course, being an agricultural society, it was also, they were very dependent upon the rain and the sunshine and so on for their crops. And so this part of the prayer had great significance for them. I think a lot more significance uh, for them than it does for us. Because, you know, we've got money in the bank and a shop on the corner. Uh, we've got a government that may help us. Uh, we've, got, we've got savings in, in, in the bank. Uh, yeah, we feel that we are largely in control. I mean, that's the, the thing with COVID is it's taught everyone, hopefully it's taught us all, that we're not in control. But, you know, we think we don't need to ask God for daily bread because we've got it. We've got, we've got everything we need. We've got the, we've, you know, and so we think, well, what is this? But it, when we do that, it drives us to ourself and not to seek the Lord and his provision. And that's what Jesus is trying to do, well, is doing for us here. We need God for everything. We need him for our daily bread. We need him for our daily breath. We need him uh, for, for our life and our existence. We draw the breath that we've just drawn because of God. We need him. And the gravity of this prayer needs to sort of, we need to let it sit with us. Give us this day our daily bread. God is the gracious provider, the giver of every good and perfect gift. It drives us to God, our Heavenly Father. And I think asking for daily bread, it's a, it's a great corrective. I think there's two helpful correctives, at least for me. One is that, is that it, 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 it drives me away from my self-reliance because it acknowledges God. It drives me away from thinking, well, you know, I can do it. I don't need God. And it drives me away from, from a sense of, of, of asking for the luxuries of life. And, and that's, the, that's the problem that we sort of have, I think, you know. Because we, we almost expect the daily necessities, as if that's normal. 
And we ask, therefore, for the things that are on top of that, you know, oh, give me this, I need this, we need this for this, we need... We need. And yet this is a great corrective for our love of, of luxuries and the good things of life because it's Jesus is just saying, give us this day our daily bread. I think, for me, and I certainly do not have this together, I can tell you, but I try to remember to thank God for the everything, for the fresh water that I've had this morning, for the roof over my head, for the, for the blanket that I had on top of me, for the, for, for the fact that I'm able to have a shower, and you're probably thankful for that as well. Um, I, thank, you know, I thank, and I think that's important for us to do. Thank God for the small things in life, every day, as much as we can through the day, every moment. Thanks, Lord, for the, for the rain. Thanks for the sunshine. Thanks for the birds. Thanks for the fresh air. And I think that's a helpful thing for us as we consider this part of the prayer, the most basic temporal or physical needs. Well, this kingdom prayer moves from those basic temporal and physical needs to the most significant eternal and spiritual needs and that is the need for the forgiveness of our sins well actually uh, the uh, CSB has uh, forgives our debts and that's that the word is the word is debt uh, but the context shows us it's all about forgiveness and relationship with God and relationship with each other so it's it's forgiving us the wrongs that we do now why is the word debt used there it is to show us that all of us have massed amassed up a huge debt before God we've all offended God we've ignored God's rule we've gone our own way we've done our own thing and the Bible tells us that because we've done our own thing because we've ignored him because we've rebelled against him we've chalked up a huge debt against God who is holy and righteous who cannot look upon rebellion now that's a huge problem for humanity that's a massive problem for us unless we're forgiven we have a huge debt we carry a huge debt around before a holy God and what we need is well how can we pay this well a lot of religion in fact I would say nearly all of it including some chunks of Christianity that's moved away from the Bible, they'll all say, well, what you need is you need a ceremony or you need to pull your socks up. You need to be a good person in order to be right with God, in order for God to say, fantastic, I'll forgive you. The Bible has nothing to do with this because we cannot do enough good. Uh, the, just before in Isaiah, uh, it says all of our righteousness is like filthy rags. We cannot do enough good for God to get into his good books. What we need is his mercy. What we need is his forgiveness. We don't need to try and get the rubber out onto our debt account and try and rub everything off that we've done wrong because by in the very process of doing that, we are chalking up more wrong things against God because he tells us we're sinful. He tells us we need forgiveness. What we need is somebody to come along with enough credit in their account to pay for our debt and enough love in their heart that will do it. And that's Jesus. Jesus comes with enough credit in his account with God. A perfect, spotless, sinless sacrifice for us. And he pays our debt. He does that by dying the death that we deserve. 
That's what our debt deserves. Our physical death, yes, and we all will do this, a painful reminder of sin, but the death of deaths, alienation from God. And Jesus does that on the cross. That's why he cries out, why have you forsaken me, God? There he pays your debt. There he pays my debt. And he has enough credit in his account to be able to say, your sins are gone because our sins are nailed to the cross. He has enough love in his heart to do this. That is precisely why Jesus came. He came into this world to die, the righteous one for us, the unrighteous, to bring us to God, to bring us into right relationship with God so that we can pray this prayer and call God Father. That's Jesus. And friends, all of our sins, when we come to him and ask him to forgive us, all of our sins, every single one of them are nailed to that cross. The old hymn that Spafford wrote, My sin not in part, not in part, but the whole of it. My sin, not just a bit of it, not just the sins, not just the big ones, all of them have been nailed to the cross and I bear them no more. And that's why he says, praise God, praise the Lord, O my soul. And that's why he says in this song, even though I go through the hardest of days, it is well with my soul because I know that my sins have been nailed to that cross and I bear them no more. My guilt is gone. Forgiveness has come. Jesus has cast out so that we can be welcomed in. And this is the good news of the gospel. This is the story of the Bible. That in Jesus, the rescuer, we have the forgiveness of our sins. Forgive us our debts. Forgive us our sins. And if you have not asked Jesus to come and forgive you, if you, if you have not asked him to take your debt of sin then sadly you are carrying it around yourself. And one day you will meet God, but you'll meet him unforgiven. And you'll hear those words, I don't know you. But to be forgiven means we are welcomed in and call God Father and there will be a joyous welcome on that day. What a tragedy it would be if people who are sitting in churches or watching online are hearing the words of eternal life and the forgiveness of sins and still be unmoved to turn to Christ and to receive the forgiveness that he gives. But actually this word in this prayer is... Well, hang on, you might say, this prayer is for the disciples of Jesus. And it is. And we as Christians, we as disciples of Jesus, uh, still continue to pray, forgive us our debts, forgive us our sins, not because somehow we lose our salvation when we sin, but we continue to pray, forgive us our debts, because we continue to sin. We continue to struggle with sin. Uh, there is the spirit within, of course, we are in relationship with God, absolutely. But we will still continue to sin in this world. We're not in heaven yet. We haven't been released from this condemned world yet. We still await that day. 
So we continue to ask, Lord, please forgive us our sins. A life with kingdom priorities will be a life in constant relationship with God, acknowledging our continued struggle with sin before him and asking him to forgive us. Uh, forgiveness is not a small thing with God because it's his great and eternal plan. It's what the whole of the Bible, in a sense, is all about. It is putting us in right relationship with God through the forgiveness of our sins, which have alienated us from him. It's not a small thing for God, forgiveness, because it's his great eternal plan. And it's not a small thing with God because it cost him his son's life. Forgiveness is costly. Forgiveness is costly with God. And forgiveness will be costly for us too as we get to think about forgiving other people. Well, let's get to that now because this part of the prayer has a bit of a bite to it, does it not? Forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. You think, well, kingdom priorities here has got a bit of a bite to it. The kingdom priorities here, certainly this prayer shows us that we as God's people not only know God's forgiveness, forgive us our sins, but we also show God's forgiveness as we have forgiven others their sins, their debts. And the one who has been so transformed, the assumption here, <laughs> the assumption here is, well, we have, we are forgiving. Uh, not perfectly, uh, agreed, we will struggle with it, Let's, let me, I'll get to that, but the assumption here is, as we forgive, forgive us as we forgive. The assumption here is the one who has received the forgiveness of God is also one who is showing the forgiveness of God. So it's not someone who says, Oh God, thank you, please forgive me, please forgive me, thank you, thank you for forgiving me and now I go out and throttle my neighbour. And that's what this is guarding us against. It's guarding us against the idea that I can receive forgiveness and love and mercy and yet not show it. See, forgiveness and love and mercy is what brings us into God's family to start with. So we can call God Father. And as we call God Father, yes, he gives us his spirit. And we start to begin to reflect a new family likeness, just like our physical families. Uh, we may re be reflecting them. So in our Heavenly Father, with our Heavenly Father, we will be reflecting his likeness. His, he is love, he is merciful, he is gracious, he is compassionate, he is slow to anger, he is abounding in steadfast love. So we come to God who is all of those things. And the assumption here is as we have come to him, so we will be reflecting his character in our lives. That's the challenge, that's the bite, that's the sting in this part of the Lord's Prayer. Because it's, it's a challenge and it's a bite, it's a sting to us 
to say, okay, you've been forgiven. Now how are we going to live as God's forgiven people? How are we going to live calling God Father? How are we going to live as people who have kingdom priorities? How are we going to live as people who, who have just prayed like, may your name be holy, may, may I not drag your name down into the mud? How will we live as people who say, your kingdom, Lord, may it come in me, in us? How are we going to live as people who pray, may your will be done in me and in us? Well, we'll be a forgiving people. We'll be a gracious and, and kind and compassionate people. And that's not easy because our natural tendency is to live for self and to get revenge and to not forget. So this part of the prayer should drive us from pride, firstly because we pray, forgive us Lord, but it also should drive us from bitterness and revenge because we pray, forgive as we forgive. This prayer should guard us against the attitude of, of requesting of God a soft, forgiving attitude, whilst at the same time harbouring a bitterness and an unforgiving spirit towards others. It should guard us against this. It should grow us in humility over our own sin as we pray, forgive us, and it should grow us in a gratitude of being forgiven and it, that should lead us to a transformation in attitude towards others. It's a heavy, heart-searching warning that is in this prayer and it goes on in verses 14 and 15. If you forgive others their offences, your heavenly Father will forgive you as well. But if you do not forgive others, your Father will not forgive your offences. So forgive us our debts causes us to look to Christ as we have forgiven our debtors causes us to look within at the genuineness of our hearts. It's a safeguard against presuming on the forgiveness and mercy and compassion of God. Is it not? It's a safeguard against hypocrisy in our lives. Oh, I'm forgiven by God but I'm going to throttle you. So, in the closing moments, what do we make of this? Um, what, what does forgiveness look like? How do we know we've forgiven someone? That's an interesting question. Now, this is a sermon not on forgiveness. It would have been great to have a, a, a few weeks to talk about forgiveness because it's such a personal and deep subject but I, my apologies for diving in deeply to a subject which might be very very painful for you but how do we know we've forgiven somebody uh, someone has said when I don't keep on rehearsing what you've done wrong in my own mind when I don't keep on repeating what you've done wrong to you and when I don't keep on repeating what you've done wrong to me to other people and I thought oh that's a very helpful thing to say, when I don't keep on rehearsing it in my mind, first person, when I don't keep on repeating it to you, the second person, the one that who you've, you've offended me, so I, I sort of, I'm not repeating that back to you, and then I don't keep on repeating it to other people, I don't gossip around about what you've done wrong to me. And I thought that's very helpful 
It's a very helpful start in, in us as we consider this issue of how, how are we going to be forgiving our debts? What does that look like in, in terms of forgiving those who've sinned against us? The Puritan Thomas Watson said these words, when we don't, how do we know that we're forgiven? When we don't seek revenge or do our enemies mischief, but we ask that God would work in them, when we pray for them, when we do not laugh at their problems, and as much as it is possible within us, seek to live at peace with them and to be ready to help them you say this is a lot for you to ask of me and it may well be very uh, uh, maybe a lot to ask of you some of of us have had lots of very deep things done to us but yes forgiveness is costly and we only need to look to Jesus, the one who is the lover of your soul, who died in your place. God knows how much it costs to forgive. And yes, forgiveness is costly. But these issues will help us when we don't seek revenge, when we don't do them mischief, when we pray for them, we don't laugh at their calamities, when we pray for them and as much as is possible live at peace with them we need to look to Christ and seek his help he understands he understands because mischief was done to him he was misunderstood he was betrayed he was crucified at the hands of wicked men not for any wrong that he did and even at that very point he said, Father, forgive them. That's a forgiveness that I do not understand. I, I struggle with this. But look to Jesus and seek his help. And ask him, help me to live like you. And pray, forgive me because I struggle forgiving this person. That's okay. And seek his help. And look to him. But it's important for us to stand, understand, finally in closing, what forgiveness is not. Forgiveness is not pretending it's okay when people do the wrong. You can be a forgiving person and you can still feel grieved saddened and even angered over what they've done to you. You can be a forgiving person and see that justice is done. We have police. We have counsellors. We have help. We have experts that can guide us through these very deep waters. But forgiveness is not pretending all is okay. So we come praying, forgive me. And that's the first step to being able to forgive others. And that is to drink in the forgiveness God has given you.
unless you know that the burden of your guilt, the debt of your sin has been taken away. You're not in the position, the best position to forgive anyone. But when you know the love of God and you know the compassion of Christ and you know the debt is gone, you know the slate is wiped clean, you stand before others in an assurance and with a strength that no one else in this world can have. So we can pray, forgive as we for- forgive us as we forgive. It drives us to examine our hearts. So who in your circle do you need to forgive? Who in your family do you, do I need to forgive? Who in your workplace do you need to forgive? Who in this room do you need to forgive? We have a gracious Father who's forgiven us. May we show that to others. And we will need the Lord's help, so let me pray. Father, you know that many of us have suffered great wrongs. But none of these is greater than the wrong that you have suffered in Christ for us. We thank you for the Lord Jesus who came to take the burden of our guilt so that we can be right with you. Call you Father, that your will would be done in our lives. Help us, Heavenly Father, to have a fresh appreciation for the hugeness of the debt that we've been forgiven. Help us to forgive those who repent of their wrongdoing. And even though we may never enter into the fullness of a forgiving, a forgiven and a forgiving relationship with those people, help us to be ready to forgive and to come with that spirit of forgiveness. Help us to leave right judgment to you to offer reconciliation wherever is possible and as much as within us. And in the light of your mercy to us and by your grace and strength, help us, Heavenly Father, to be those people who have your kingdom as our priority, your honour as our first concern, And so offer the genuine forgiveness to others that you have extended and given to us. Help us in this, we pray. Amen.